folks how you doing how you feeling bro i feel amazing today but what what am i saying welcome folks to this week's podcast episode of search and report i am your host true fernie and we have a lot to talk about this week this week was hell it was hell in the gaming world it was like a limbo because it was both good and bad um so as I've already rambled on too long. I'm just going to go straight into the first news item of the week. I know I sound like a broken record, but man, Cyberpunk 2077, like they keep hitting, hitting bedrock and they're like, you know what? Let me keep digging. Let me keep digging. Let me let me glitch out of the map and just go like 20,000 feet underground. Like Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> um there was just last night a bombshell article was released um by bloomberg's very own jason schreier he is a games journalist i'm sure you've heard i'm sure you read some of his stuff i'm sure even if you follow gaming news i'm sure you um follow him on twitter um he's been very vocal about studios that are crunching he's been very he's an investigative journalist he goes and like interviews all these developers and you know brings to light a lot of things that maybe a lot of studios don't want to bring up to light so to speak um but recently he did not not even recently it was just last night january 15th at 11 p.m my time um he released a very very detailed report as to what happened throughout the whole process of uh, leading up to the release of cyberpunk 2077 um here he says um inside cyberpunk 2077's disastrous rollout developers say they knew the game wasn't ready to be released publicly now cd project red did recently um tweet out a video uh, response from Mar Marcin Iwinski, I'm I'm sure I'm not saying his name correctly, but the uh, CD Project uh, Chief Executive Officer, the CEO, um, he made a, a public statement, a public mea culpa, basically saying that you know they they really did not, they kind of overstated or they kind of they, they just didn't grasp the, the scope of what cyberpunk 27 2077 was gonna be which i i mean i honestly if you have developers in your team just listen to them i'm sure they know way more than they than the ceo does you know if they say the game isn't ready to to release don't release it you know um but here uh jason uh wrote Iwinski's apology the second within a month was an attempt to restore the polish company's reputation with scores of fans and investors who had waited eight years for the game, only to discover it was riddled with bugs and performance issues when it was finally released. Uproar over the botched debut caused a 30% drop in CD Projekt shares from December, December 10th through mid-January. This is something I did report back um, last month. Um, their shares took a, a huge dip. 30% just, that's a lot of value, you know, completely erased from your brand. Uh, from your from your uh, i should say from your stock um however here jason uh, does continue to report um this is something that he's been working up leading to cyberpunk's uh, release um he did interviews with more than 20 current and former cd project staff um they say that they depicted a development process marred by unchecked ambition poor planning and technical shortcomings 
Employees discussing the game's creation for the first time described a company that focused on marketing at the expense of development, in an unrealistic timeline that pressured some into working extensive overtime long before the final push. CD Projekt declined to comment on the process or provide interviews for this story. So this, I mean, it, it kind of felt, um, I also saw that Jason did tweet out that uh, the, the, the video that the CD Projekt CEO put out earlier this week was kind of like a response um, leading up to the release of this, this article because apparently Jason did um, kind of reached out and said like, hey, I'm about to release this, blah, blah, blah. They think they kind of like saw that there was going to be way more more downfall from this because i mean this article goes pretty pretty into detail as to what like the development of cyberpunk actually looked like and it honestly didn't look pretty it, it didn't look really really good in in um um from from the developer's eyes like as they said like it was a lot of unchecked ambition it was a lot of uh promises made but you know can they actually execute the promises um a lot of misinformation a lot of uh, miscommunication between teams um and this is something that you see happen a lot in big corporations it's called siloing and you know there's not a lot of communication between teams um there's really no processes set in place so everybody's kind of like either doing somebody else's work when they're already making it or there's something already in place um that not a lot of people know about so you end up doing more work so and so and so i'm only speaking from personal experience because <laughs> i work for a company like that i used to used to work for a company like that and like it gets it gets it it's almost impossible to do anything in that sort of environment and like it's not necessarily a toxic environment but it's a very mismanaged environment and you know you don't get the results that you would expect to get you know um in his message here jason further states in his message iwinski concedes that the company underestimated the task he said that be that because the game city was so packed and the disc bandwidth of all gen consoles is what it is it constantly challenged us while the company extensively tested before the game's release, Iwinski said it didn't show many of the issues players experienced. Come on now. Developers who worked on the game argued otherwise, saying that many common problems were discovered. The staff just didn't have time to fix them. So in the CEO's CD Projekt Red uh, CEO statement, he does kind of throw the QA testers under the bus by saying these sort of things, saying that, you know, that they didn't experience this is these issues while they were testing it and you know yeah developers even came to the to the uh defense of qa testing saying like a lot of these things were known like we knew that this game was not ready to be released um it's a whole different thing that you just don't didn't listen to us you know so in essence cyberpunk's ceo making this video completely worked against them like jesus christ man like if there's ever a time where you just need to shut up and fix your issues or fix your mess up your fuck up excuse my french is now like they always say like as they say as they say don't be sorry be better you know and don't say my bad just fix it you know don't 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 focus so long on what went wrong just focus on fixing it you know that's what's that the issue at hand um 
but you know miscommunication i feel they just didn't have they had big shoes to fill but they just i think they just got too cocky they just were they were trying to um ride ride the wave of success that witcher 3 was but they kind of didn't scope just how big cyberpunk was um it, it has been confirmed that cyberpunk actually only started development in 2016 even though it was um, announced in 2012 that's not enough that's not enough time to uh, develop a game of this size like you need uh, huge teams um jason even in this in this uh article says that you know games as big as cyberpunk you know that can be compared to scale such as red dead redemption 2 like they take more than four years to develop they take longer they take half decades they take longer than half decades and they also take teams of up to a thousand people these are huge projects man like video game development the more i read on video game development the more i'm i'm convinced on the idea that a video game in essence is a miracle just the, the mere fact of a game being released is a miracle just because of how much work, how much manpower it takes, and just how many, like, communication, like, there's so many turn points in which game development can go wrong, that for a game to be released is just, it's a miracle in itself. Um, uh, here, this, this, this article, I'm just going to skim through it. I already read um, a couple of times through it, but, um, you know, I'll, obviously I'll link it down below for you to, for you to read. Um let's see um studio head a, a studio head adam badowski took over as director demanding overhauls to cyberpunk's gameplay and story for the next year everything was changing including fundamental elements like the gameplay perspective top staff who had worked on the witcher 3 had strong opinions on how cyberpunk should be made which clashed with badowski and led to the eventual departure of several top developers um, here, Jason also says that there was there was an issue. Um, first of all, mismanagement of developing time, like mismanagement of resources, but also they were trying to create the engine in which Cyberpunk 2077 ran alongside the game. Like they were trying to build the fundamentals of the game alongside the actual game. You don't have to be a video game developer, a video game veteran, to know that that's just that's just disaster waiting to happen i mean you build a house you gotta you gotta make the fundamental you gotta do the the fundamental thing first you gotta either like yo i'm, I'm going i'm going on a, on a whole different tangent but I, I i my dad taught me a lot about construction and i'm like i'm just trying to like fucking talk through it as an analogy but i'll shut the fuck up for now uh <laughs> um to add more uh to add more fuel to the fire um here jason further says much of cd project's focus according to several people who worked on cyberpunk 2077 was on impressing the outside world a slice of gameplay was showcased at e3 the industry's tra main trade event in 2018 it showed the main character embarking on a mission giving players a grand tour of the cd crime written night city Fans and journalists were, were wowed by Cyberpunk 2077's ambition and scale. What they didn't know was that the demo was almost entirely fake. 
CD Projekt hadn't yet finalized and coded the underlying gameplay systems, which is why so many features, such as car ambushes, were missing from the final product. Developers said they felt like the demo was a waste of months that should have gone toward making the game. Jesus Christ, man. And um, to further speak, um, I, I further stated here about the studio head, Adam Badowski. He recently just tweeted, literally an hour ago from, from when I'm, I'm recording this. Um, he, resp he responded to uh, Jason's article, which is a, a completely terrible way on how to how to respond to these certain, certain type of things. You know, PR 101, shut up and fix the stuff. Do not respond. Like, if it's not for clarification, everything and anything that you say while you're still like the person being accused will be used against you um adam badowski tweeted um here's some responses to uh jason's uh, article uh jason's article said fans and journalists were wowed by cyberpunk's 27's ambition and scale what they didn't know was that the demo was almost entirely fake adam responded it's hard for a trade show game demo not to be a test of vision or a vertical slice two years before the game ships but that doesn't mean it's fake compare the demo with the game look at the dumb dumb scene or the car chase or the many other things what people reading your article may not know is that games are not made in a linear fashion and start looking like the final product only a few months before launch. If you look at, the, at that demo now, it's different, yes, but that's what the work in progress watermark is for. Our final game looks and plays way better than what that demo ever was. I don't know about that, Adam. As far as for miss, missing features, that's part of the creation process. Features come and go as we see if they work or not. Also, car ambushes exist in the final game almost verbatim to what we showed in the demo. Again, no. And if we get a bit more, and I'm saying because I played the game. And if we get a bit more granular about our release, the vision we presented in this demo evolved into something that got multiple 9, 10, 9 out of 10s and 10 out of 10s on PC from many renowned gaming outlets in the world. First of all, I'm not going to go back into why this is such a dog shit response, because first of all, CD Projekt Red never gave reviewers console versions to review. So all those 9 out of 10s and 10 out of 10s were all on PC. This game was promised for last gen consoles, okay? You can't pick and choose like what reviews you get to pick and choose, you know? Um, as for, here we go, so he says further, as for the old gen consoles, yes, that is another case, okay. But we've owned up to that and we're working super hard to eliminate bugs on PC too. We know that's not a perfect version either. And we're proud of Cyberpunk 2077 as a game and artistic vision. This, this all is not what I call disastrous. I mean, come on, man, 30% shares and you're being sued by investors and there's been class action lawsuits against you at this point. This is the definition of disastrous. Um, here, the article stated most of the staff knew and openly said it wouldn't be ready for release in 2020. Adam responds, you've talked with 20 people, some being ex-employees, only one of whom is not anonymous. I wouldn't call that most of the over 500 people people staff openly said what you claim again let's survey the 500 people plus staff that currently work for cd project red and see what they're doing currently are they not fixing the game currently instead of working on dlc instead of working on the next iteration for cd project red whether that be cyberpunk 2077 2 or the witcher 4 
are they working on that i don't think so okay so ask your current developers to see what they think if the game was re was ready you know this that is that is such a weird response from adam honestly like the CD Projekt Red needs to invest in a PR team. You can't have the studio head replying. You can't have the CEO making statements like this. Jesus Christ. And then there was a whole issue in, on, artic, on the article from Jason saying that, you know, a lot of ex, uh, um, foreigners were, were hired for CD Projekt Red to work in the Polish studio. They're from Poland. Um, and there were cases in which, you know, some of the Polish workers would speak in Polish in front of the non-Polish speakers. And like, it just became this whole issue of miscommunication and like people butting heads, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so yeah, I'm not even going to focus on that because, um, even Jason states that maybe I shouldn't have focused on the language because it wasn't really a big issue. Um, although, you know, miscommunication is a big issue. Um, there was another thing i wanted to focus on this thing um there was also court at the time of the reason said delay was an option blah 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 but in the end management finally announced the cyberpunk needed to be delayed etc etc um many of the glitches and graphical issues can be fixed developers say though it's not clear what it will take to regain a spot in the playstation store winning back fans may be difficult but there's precedent in the video game world games like no man's sky a space simulator final fantasy 14 an online role-playing game and destiny a multiplayer shooter recover from rocky launches and earn critical acclaim by gradually improving after they released and the market seems to be hopeful cedar project shares rose six percent the most in six weeks after winsky's message now i mean that's probably just people buying the dip shout out to all my stock people out there um that's normal whenever a, a stock loses value people start buying the dip because it's basically expected for that stock price to rise you know people make a little money here and there um but yeah like first of all see project red needs to shut up they just need to not say anything um they've said what they've said they tried to defend themselves it doesn't work for them because the game is still incomplete like they got they just gotta follow these these studios that they they're talking about you know they're they're they gotta talk about no man's sky you know they just kind of lay load and worked on their game and you know just not say anything else that that's that's all there is like wh what else what else are you looking for like you need to focus on your reputation and the only you know people say actions speak louder than words like you just cannot continue letting your employees reply on the on the company's behalf because first of all you're gonna piss off the investors and you already don't want to piss them off they're already suing you like what the hell um but yeah it's ugh, it's it's not looking good for city project red i honestly i hope the developers get a better a bigger slice of the pie a bigger slice of the cake because Jesus Christ, you guys are, you guys are carrying CD Projekt Red on your backs. Honestly, shout out to you if you're a, a developer on at CD Projekt Red. If you're a quality assurance tester, if you're anybody who's not management, shout out to y'all. Because Jesus Christ, I cannot imagine working under those conditions and under those people, man. Um, but let's move on. Let's 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 go for to something a little bit more lighthearted. <laughs> 
Um, for our second news item of the week, we got finally more details on Bowser's Fury, um, the upcoming Switch game. Um, What's well, the port, the Super Mario 3D World port, plus added content for the Switch port, which is Bowser's Fury. And also we got a new Switch design. We got a limited edition uh, Mario Red and Blue Switch, which I am not going to lie. I am very excited about this. Uh, here we go. Let me show you the PR. Um, by the way, if, if you're watching this on the visual, the visual podcast on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe it. Um, my YouTube channel is True Fernie. And also you can just listen to this podcast uh, on the go through the audio version on Spotify. We are on Spotify. Just search for search and report and we will be there. Our logo is a little Game Boy, so you won't miss it. We're bringing you the best Game Boy news. Not really just gaming news, but you know what I'm saying? Um, here, Business Wire tweet, tweet it, report it. Sorry. Um, uh, this is just the PR. Um, the, the media package that they that Nintendo gave out for this release. Unravel new possibilities in Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury for Nintendo Switch. New footage revealed for the Bowser's Fury Adventure along with a first look at the Nintendo Switch Mario Red and Blue Edition system. Here you can see the Edition system. And I kind of like it. Like, don't get me wrong. Red is not one of my favorite colors. But... I gotta say, man, this looks really good. This looks, it looks really good. I'll say I really, really, really appreciate the red dock and also the red switch. Uh, I don't necessarily like the combination of red and blue. It just, it feels weird. It just doesn't feel, you know, like something that's actually kind of, I don't know, cool, but whatever. Um, but yes, Nintendo will be releasing uh super mario 3d world on the switch plus the bowser's fury um uh, you can call it dlc at this point um launching on february 12th for the nintendo switch family systems um nintendo said well nick chavez nintendo of america senior vice president of sales and marketing we hope players enjoy pouncing their way throughout their two great mario adventures in super mario 3d world and bowser's fury with lots of feline fun to be had whether playing solo or with family friends and i will say I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited for this game because it's co-op. I've been dying to play a co-op game with my girlfriend, but I, I just haven't been successful in finding one. And you know, both of us love Mario games. So I, I'm looking forward to this game. Like, honestly, I, I didn't get to play the Wii U version because I was poor back then. <laughs> Let's keep it funky. Um, but alongside the release of this game, there will be two new Amiibo figures launching alongside the game, and they are available for purchase separately at select retailers. Both the new Cat Mario and Cat Peach Amiibo will offer in-game enhancements for Super Mario World and Black Bowser's Fury. Now, yada yada, everything about this, yeah, it's great. It's gonna be it's gonna be a uh, um, a co-op game. It looks amazing. Yo, if you haven't seen the uh if you haven't seen the the trailer i implore you that you go watch it it's it's it looks very interesting it looks really cool we get obviously a look at this new world which is bowser's fury there's a huge ass cat bell i don't know i didn't play as i say super mario 3 world but i guess that turns you into a cat there we go there's mario as a cat 
Um, if you're watching the video version, we're watching the trailer right now. Um, I did see also a video in which people um, compared the Wii U version of this game with uh, the Switch version. Well, at least the trailer. And it does look that Mario runs a lot, a lot faster on the Switch. So it'll be interesting to see if this game, if that makes the game easier. You know, like what, what does this mean for like speedrunners and stuff? Like, are they gonna have to choose like the Wii Wii U version for the official speedrunning uh, requirements, or like is the Switch version gonna be the new uh, baseline or the new rule? Uh, we'll see. But apparently, you you got Bowser Jr. as a as a sidekick. Apparently, you work towards killing Bowser Jr.'s father. Uh, but I will say, man, like yo seeing bowser as a humongous beast is amazing like seriously i feel like nintendo is currently on their like gojira um on their gojira um um time or whatever you want to call it like era because you've, you've had dark beast ganon you got this humongous um bowser like yo are we are we just gonna go with the like are we gonna start seeing like mecha like huge beasts fighting each other huge robots and shit like imagine metro prime getting like a, a humongous ridley that would be scary as hell man but yeah here another thing you can turn mario turns into a super saiyan Mar uh, mario that's amazing yo you are a humongous beast you are a humongous super saiyan in bowser's fury and I swear to God, I am so excited for this game. Like, call me a Nintendo shill, but yo, at least Nintendo, like, doesn't lead up a game for eight years. Shout out to CD Projekt Red. But this game will be releasing on February 12th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I already forgot. Yeah, February 12th. So be on the lookout for that game. Good things. It looks, it looks amazing. Like, honestly, that is a game that I will be getting um on our third news item of the week this is a big one this is a game i've been looking forward to for a long time we finally got a release date trailer for pokemon snap the new pokemon snap and listen man first of all this means this is amazing news for pokemon fans for pokemon snap fans which i'll, I'll remind you all that We've only had one Pokemon Snap game, and that was back in the N64. It's been decades since the first Pokemon Snap came out. It's been at least one decade. That's that's not exaggerate, but yo, I love that game. I, I remember every single part of that game. I, I replayed that game multiple times. Like, oh my god, trying to take pictures, trying to find like the rare Pokemon to take pictures of. Like trying to evolve a, a slow poke using fucking I don't even remember like using apples and shit. That was the most stressed I've ever was as a kid. And I cannot wait to see how this new Pokemon Snap game plays. Because first of all, it looks amazing. It looks the graphics in this Pokemon. Let me play the trailer right now. It's just so I'm talking as I'm as we're watching it. The graphics look amazing. The Pokemons, the environment, everything look amazing looks amazing in this game. And it kind of enrages me. It make it pisses me off so much that Pokemon Sword and Shield was not able to look this good. Like the mainline Pokemon games do not look this good. This this game, this new Pokemon Snap game, was obviously developed by Bandai Namco, 
and i'm just gonna put it out there the pokemon company needs to give bandai namco all all of the all of the rights just give them the developing rights just give them the license they can develop the, the mainline pokemon games please i'm like seriously shout out to game freak but you guys got too much going on like just give this to bandai namco man I, i'm sorry i'm sorry if this enrages pokemon fans or whoever might be listening to this but like seriously this game looks gorgeous and i'm excited i'm excited to see what what they do um with with this uh new iteration for a pokemon game um hopefully the um the the features like of the game you being able to change lenses um if y'all don't know i am a photographer as a hobby i mean I, I used to get paid to do it but kind of took a little break from that um i love photography so if this game gives you the 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 option to swap lenses to mess around with the aperture like this is photo mode the game if 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 the spider-man photo mode is way more detailed and way more involved and way more gives you a lot more freedom to taking pictures than a literal pokemon snap game a literal photography game i will be enraged and i think i'm not gonna say this is gonna be the last pokemon game i ever play because let's be honest all of y'all who say i'm done with pokemon every single year y'all you're never gonna be done with pokemon I, I hate to say it i hate to admit it but pokemon's pokemon you're always going to be playing Pokemon. Like literally your grandchildren will be playing Pokemon generation 50. And you'll probably still be playing Pokemon with them. I'm sorry to say they're the new Disney. Like I hate, I hate to say because damn, they got to step their game up, man. Those, those mainline games play terribly. Jesus Christ. But I'm excited for this new Pokemon snap game. We did get a release date. It'll be April 30th. So shout out to all my children out there. If y'all don't know, April 30th is Children's Day in Mexico, at least. Um, but this game will be releasing on April 30th. Uh, Pre-orders are already available. So if you're looking to get this game pre-ordered, they started on the 14th. So two days ago. Um, so yeah, go ahead and get it. I, I'm excited. I'm not going to pre-order it, though. I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. Um, but yo, shout out. Shout out to Pokemon Snap. I, I did not expect it, but I will say this paints a very, very interesting picture for other franchises and other IPs that have not gotten a second game or another iteration in their franchise. And I'm looking at F-Zero and Star Fox. If Pokemon Snap can get a game, I can't remember how long, like 15 years, more than probably more than 15 years since the first release. I'm sure an F-Zero game can get another game, but that's a whole different topic. Like you got to look at, you know, if it's going to eat into Mario Kart sales, if it's going to eat into, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to cannibalize other IPs. I don't know. Other racing games from Mario, from uh, Nintendo. I don't know, but I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, for our fourth news item of the week, by the way, this is going to be a beefy episode podcast. I don't know if you already noticed, but there's a lot a lot to cover on this podcast and i'm going a little bit quick um through all of these um because i know you can only listen to my voice for so long after it gets annoying um but we did get an announcement from bethesda on a new game 
A new Indiana Jones game with an original story is in development from our studio Machine Games. First of all, what did I just say? Stop announcing your games when they're not ready. I mean, this is probably just a teaser. They haven't said anything, so hopefully they don't talk about it as much, but we'll see, man. Um, this will be executive produced by Todd Howard. Shout out, Todd. In collaboration with Lucasfilms Games. It'll be some time before we have more to reveal, but we're very excited to share today's news. Um, they did release a little teaser here. It's just a desk with a bunch of books. Um, the art style looks, you know, kind of like oil painting, painty-ish. Um, but hey, Indiana Jones fans, you got a game coming. You got a game coming being produced by Machine Games by lucas films as well that's that's interesting that'll be interesting like you know i can just say i can just say this is very interesting like film games have notoriously not been very good video game their iterations but i am excited for this game i will say and another video game that's from a film that i'm pretty excited is hogwarts legacy i think it's called Hogwarts Legacy, if I'm not mistaken, it's a Harry Potter game. Um, yes, Hogwarts Legacy. Um, unfortunately, we did get an update from that. And apparently that game is not going to be released until 2022. So it, there were there were rumors that this game was going to be uh, released in 2021. But now it is confirmed that Hogwarts Legacy will not be released until 2022. Um, I might as well just put this in as part of a, as part of a, a, a news item, but I just remembered cause I was like, I tweeted out that I was, I tweeted out a list of games I was excited for this year. Um, and Hogwarts legacy was one of them. And literally an hour after I tweeted that Hogwarts legacy tweets this, we would like to thank fans from around the world on the tremendous reaction to the announcement of Hogwarts Legacy from our Portkey Games label. Creating the best possible experience for all of the Wizarding World and gaming fans is paramount to us, so we are giving the game the time it needs. Hogwarts Legacy will be released in 2022. Yo, I'm excited for this, but shout out to Game Studios again. Being unable to not announce their games literally months ahead before the release like can't you just do it like nintendo does they just announce something three months ahead in time and then they release it they don't they leave the speculation i know this is all because of investors i know investors play a huge role in in what gets announced and what doesn't but y'all gotta list you y'all gotta learn from nintendo like i give a lot of shit to nintendo but one thing that they do well is their release date like look at metro prime 4 they just said, hey, we got to scrap the whole thing. This game, like, it's, we're starting over. And then they shut the fuck up. It's been like almost, it's going to be two years now since they, they announced that they were they were delaying the game or they were scrapping the game. All the Metroid fans, obviously, are they're losing their mind right now. They don't know what to think of. They're speculating out, out the ass. But at the same time, like, you got you to gotta handle your, your fans' ex, uh, expectations, you know? We live, we live in very interesting times. There's hyper communication, which is great. I would always, I would always say hyper communication from corporations are always, is always going to be great. Transparency is always going to be great, but you gotta, like, you gotta know how to handle expectations. You gotta manage expectations, man. That's a huge thing in business. Like you can't, 
you can't overpromise and underdeliver. No, you got to manage expectations, but there you go. Two games to look forward to. Two film games to look forward to. Indiana Jones, the game. We still don't have a title. And Hogwarts Legacy for next year. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, you know. Um, on our fifth news item of the week, I believe this is fifth. One, two, three, four, five. Yes, fifth. There's a new Star Wars open world game in the works. Um, here the wire tweeted. Um, important. After almost eight years of exclusivity with EA, Lucasfilm's games will be joining forces with Ubisoft to create an open world Star Wars game. And that's just the beginning. As we all know, Star Wars had exclusivity to EA games. And it's been a mixed bag <laughs> with EA. As we all know, they're not necessarily the best at the gaming world. <laughs> well, let me take a little sip of this tea because it's getting kind of cold. Ow. I hope you don't mind me swallowing straight into the mic. Pause. Um, here the wire uh, reported Lucasfilm's games new partnership means the galaxy's t uh, the galaxy's the limit. The Disney-owned company just announced a new Star Wars title coming from Ubisoft and an Indiana Jones from Bethesda. What did I just say? And that's just the beginning. Um, today, Lucasfilm's games announced that it's entering a partnership with Ubisoft to create an open world Star Wars game. The title will be developed by Ubisoft's massive entertainment, marking the first time that a company outside of EA has produced it. Excuse me, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, yo, that creeped up out of nowhere. The first time that a company outside of EA has produced a Star Wars game since Disney acquired Lucasfilm in 2012, ending nearly eight years of exclusivity. Um, development on this new title is still very early. Massive is still recruiting for the project even, so details are sparse. Julian Garrity, 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 yo, y'all gotta get simpler last names to pronounce. I say that my last name is fucking weird to pronounce. Director of the Division 2 and the crew will serve as the game's creative director, and the title will use massive snowdrop engine. Beyond that, Lucasfilm Games hasn't revealed anything about the characters or settings within the Star Wars universe that the game will feature. Yo. This is this is huge news. As I always say, developers, video game companies, they they need to expand their their development team. Like the way Microsoft have, has been approaching development is ace is amazing, and now that Nintendo is acquiring studios as we now know with next level games is amazing. Because as much as you want to you know create your games in house. It's probably not not for the best as we know shout out to cd project red um <laughs> um but here the wire further states after this story initially published an ea spokesperson 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 reached out to wired to provide the following statement we are proud for a long-standing collaboration with Lucasfilm Games, which will continue for years to come. Our talented teams have created some of the most successful games in the history of the Star Wars franchise, because you've been the only ones. Um, our talented teams have created some of the, okay, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star, 
including Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Star Wars Battlefront, and Battlefront 2, Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, and Star Wars Squadrons. We love Star Wars and we look forward to creating more exciting experiences for players to enjoy. Um, this is great news, you know. Um, this doesn't necessarily mean that the Star Wars um, franchise is no longer going to be developed by EA. Uh, they're still probably going to be um, part of the uh, part of the development team uh, for Star Wars. Um, but this looks amazing. You know, it looks it looks it looks very interesting. I, I wonder how an open world Star Wars game is going to work. Um, I'm thinking this is just speculation, but I think if they approach it, you know, it's going to be by Ubisoft, but if they approach it and create kind of like a combination between an Assassin's Creed game and a Starlink game, Battle for Atlas, as far as like traveling in between worlds, I think they can make a great game. I think they can make a Star Citizen slash type of game and knowing Ubisoft and you knowing Lucasfilm's games, I know they can produce this huge undertaking. Um, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see. An open world Star Wars game is something that I feel we've kind of needed for a long time. I think the 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 story, you know, the 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 fundamental content that is Star Wars lends itself for an open world game. Obviously, it's in space, like. <laughs> what else do you need um the wired here further stated this new non-exclusive arrangement for star wars games as well as the rest of lucasfilm's library of franchises leaves open the door for developers to pitch their own ideas for stories to lucasfilm's games lucasfilm games i i can't my s's are too much essay you know what i'm saying we get no shortage of folks knocking on our door wanting to play with our toys chill Douglas Riley, BP of Lucasfilm Games, told Wired. Um, among that camp is Todd Howard, the famed director of Skyrim, among many other games, who is also a huge Indiana Jones fan. What's been most inspiring about the indie game in particular is it's a passion project for Todd Howard. Woof, explained. He came with a point of view and a story that he really believes in. Um... Of course, the fran these franchises are still, in Riley's words, Lucasfilm's toys, and they want to play with them too. So ultimately, Lucasfilm uh, games will have the final approval over everything. Uh, but however, they are no longer exclusive to EA, which is amazing. It's, it's great. I am just looking forward to this game. Um, We'll see. We'll see. It, it feels like Lucasfilm's, it feels like Star Wars is kind of like finally finally finding its 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 steady foothold in the gaming world with uh star wars uh jedi fallen order with uh battlefront 2 like still being one of the top contenders for multiplayer games like i feel they're 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 getting there they're getting there um for our one two three four five six for a sixth news item of the week we got capcom capcom reveals a resident evil direct this one is an exciting one. I am not necessarily a horror video game fan. I'm not a horror fan at all, if I'm being honest. I just hate being scared. Um, but they Capcom Europe did tweet this. 
don't miss the resident evil showcase on january 21st at 10 p.m gmt 11 p.m cet that's uh central european time um join britney brombacker at blonde nerd on a guided tour of resident evil village including a new trailer first ever gameplay and lots more resident evil news it's gonna be interesting the the little teaser that they put out looks very very good it looks very creepy it looks different like it's first of all it's a first person resident evil game and as we all know resident evil games are usually third person so i think it's an interesting approach but you know resident evil can always always surprise us they've they've surprised us in the past with the remakes um so it'll be interesting to see people have been losing their mind by the way with this uh tall vampire lady whatever you call them like literally people have been simping over her it's amazing to me it's amazing to me what people will simp over every single time every single day man twitter amazes me um, i'm not hey i'm not putting i'm not shaming anybody but yo can y'all just chill i feel y'all are just always horny at all times jesus christ um but yeah be on the lookout um for this uh showcase slash people have been calling it the, the, the resident evil direct shout out to nintendo for creating directs apparently creating video showcases um but this will be happening on january 21st which i believe that's 16 17 18 19 20 that is the this this thursday this upcoming thursday at 2 p.m pacific standard time um which i believe that is 4 p.m yeah 4 p.m central standard time uh 5 p.m eastern standard time so be on the lookout i'm definitely going to look out for this um they will be obviously showing a new trailer gameplay and more resident evil news so it might just not be the uh, resident evil village it might be something more it might be a little bit more you know how capcom loves to uh loves to release their stuff but we'll see we'll see interesting stuff interesting stuff for a for resident evil fan i am i think like i need to pull the trigger man i'm i gotta get over my fear of horror games because people keep saying people keep telling me like the the resident evil remakes are some of the best remakes of this uh this generation i should i mean i don't know people have been playing the hell out of the remakes and they say they look great they say they play amazing i don't know <laughs> we'll see but i i do have to get on my fear because i feel i'm missing out on some quality games but yeah if you're if you're a a a, a resident evil fan be on the lookout this 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 thursday and now for our final news item of the week yo as i always say and this is a there's a reason why i put this at the end but as i'll always say i do not like to report on rumors because if something is not confirmed then it's not true to me okay but as y'all seen with my nintendo switch pro rumors videos <laughs> i sometimes just i i just i just put it out there for y'all to see maybe you didn't see it on the your timeline maybe y'all didn't um weren't paying attention but if you follow me on twitter at true you're more than likely saw this this next news item there are some rumors that there is a pokemon diamond and pearl remakes in the works um now take this with a grain of salt nothing is confirmed okay 
nothing is confirmed there might as well not be any remakes in the making right now but i'm putting there putting this out there for just information purposes you as a pokemon fan be excited for pokemon snap just take this with a grain of salt don't even don't even react to what i'm about to say <laughs> but here videogameschronicle.com says uh report claims pokemon diamond and pearl remakes could release this year switch remakes could coincide with pokemon's 25th anniversary it's claimed um a fan site Central Pokemon claims to have been informed by sources close to the Pokemon company that it will announce the games in February to coincide with the franchise's 25th anniversary. Originally released in 2006, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl were the first installments in the fourth generation of the Pokemon video game series. It's claimed that the remakes will hit Nintendo Switch in 2021 and feature classic capture mechanics as opposed to those featured in Pokemon Let's Go. Uh, potentially lending weight to the report is Central Pokemon Discoveries that a DiamondPearl.Pokemon.com domain has been enabled. The URL currently returns a 403 error, meaning access to the requested resource is forbidden, but it may suggest that the Pokemon company has created blocked content under Diamond and Pearl names. There is an update. The DiamondPearl.Pokemon.com web address has now been taken down. And I will say to this, Anybody, and I say anybody, can create um, dot, dot .biz, dot .net, dot, dot .photography, dot .com um, uh, web URL addresses. Like, it's it's something that's not exclusive to these big companies. Like, I can go out and, you know, like I said, I used to do a lot of photography. I can go out and create my, uh, and, and like claim a URL for, uh, trueferny.photography and that will bring them not necessarily to a website it'll probably link them to my 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 photography reel which is just my instagram account you know my photography reel my photography portfolio which would just be my instagram account so like i said take this with a grain of salt just because there is a diamondpearl.pokemon.com domain it does not mean that it's an official pokemon domain okay so just saying <laughs> Um, here, the original story continues from Video Games Chronicle. A noted Nintendo insider who has previously leaked accurate timings related to Nintendo Directs also recently claimed that Pokemon remakes would be released in November of 2021. Mainline Pokemon installments Red and Blue, Gold and Silver, and Sapphire and Ruby have all been remade, so fourth generation Diamond and Pearl is theoretically next in line for the same treatment. Now, a Sinnoh remix people have been speculating about these remakes you know ever since the the ruby and 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 sapphire remakes came out and i kind of this is just my my opinion this isn't based on anything that i've seen or anything that i read but i doubt that pokemon you know from just the 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 the, the um uh what do you call it bro i forget i always forget this word the flashback no not the flashback the last the last back the backlash <laughs> jesus christ man i can't believe i have a podcast and i can't fucking speak basic english jesus christ uh, <laughs> the the 
the backlash jeez i already forgot it again damn i think that pokemon saw the backlash from pokemon sword and shield and i kind of feel and i hope that they will take their time with the next mainline or the next generation of pokemon now that they got pokemon snap now that they got you know um uh the dlc for uh, sword and shield out i feel they're gonna they're now gonna start working on the next generation of pokemon but i think them releasing the remakes for diamond and pearl would be a very good move because that gives them more time it gives them probably a year or so for them to continue or no basically two years now three years because you know one yeah if pokemon sword and shield the dlc released in last year yeah gives them like a year almost two years for them to release the next mainline pokemon game so i feel like them remaking and re-release and releasing diamond pearl would be a great a great strategy a great business strategy um as we all know like they there's been speculation that this game would not be coming out in the let's go um capture mechanic it'll be more of like the mainline pokemon capture mechanic the battle system um which i mean i i don't i don't really have a preference like i will say that i didn't mind the let's go um capture mechanic like i feel it kind of streamlines the the gameplay a lot more it makes pokemon games a little bit more enjoyable for me i am a casual pokemon game uh pokemon player so don't like take it with a grain of salt i'm sorry i wasn't sharing my screen but here's the here's the article but if 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 the remakes come out and as a let's go as a pokemon let's go diamond and pearl i would not be upset as we all know, we recently got the Kanto uh, uh, remake, so in a Let's Go type mechanic. So, it, it, yo, whatever comes out, I feel if they release the, the remakes, that'll be great. I think it'll help them in the long run. As we all know, this year is the Pokemon franchise's 25th anniversary, so they got to go big. And they're going big. Like, they got, they're releasing Pokemon Snap, like a, a, a cult classic. Um, so we'll see like yo we'll see we'll see what what Pokemon has up their sleeve um as here bitter games chronicle further states as we all know the Pokemon company began teasing plans for a very special upcoming celebration of Pokemon's 25th anniversary as revealed on an anniversary website this week the Pokemon company will be collaborating with singer Katy Perry releasing special merchandise and reprinting classic Pokemon cards they're going all out <laughs> like they're going all out they're going back 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 by the way katie perry a doubtful a, a a dubious choice for pokemon um a pokemon music representative like shout out to katie perry like i'm not i'm not hating on her i'm not hating on her career but if you tell me like yo who do you think of as far as pop singer when they mention pokemon and i can assure you it's not her it's not Katy perry yeah she's the colorful and like you know all like candy like like cotton candy type of singer but i just don't think pokemon when they say Katy perry and like i tweeted a joke a reply joke <laughs> to ign when they when they released this news it was literally a picture of a person hitting the volume button down yo the Katy perry stands were in my mansions bro yo 
you Katy Perry fans, man, any kind of stands, y'all gotta chill, you know? People take, take, like, standing to a whole other level, man. People were disrespecting me. People were saying, like, you're not important. People saying, like, you can go die and shit. Like, yo, they weren't saying you can go die. That's not true. <laughs> I'm just hyperbole, okay? Look it up, sweaty. Um, but yo, y'all, y'all are, y'all are out there. Y'all are out there, but we got Katy Perry. We got a uh, re-releasing, reprinting classic Pokemon cards. We got Pokemon Snap this year. So their main Pokemon game being released this, this year can either be A, which is a good choice, the, the Diamond and Pearl remakes, or B, the next line Pokemon game, which I think would be a, a bad idea because as we all saw with Sword and Shield, Pokemon games need more development time and they need to really think about how they want to bring how they want to kind of keep the series going because yo even though pokemon sword and shield did great like you you can't you can't you can't do that again like you can't do that again i think of it from my perspective i'm not a huge pokemon fan but if a pokemon game is released on the switch i buy it i bought sword and shield because i wanted to check it out because i grew up playing pokemon i grew up playing um i grew up playing pokemon uh blue i grew up playing pokemon yellow i grew up playing pokemon ruby i grew up playing pokemon gold and like even though i kind of like stopped playing pokemon games like you don't want to lose I, if i was pokemon looking at it i would i would not want to lose old fans because of how bad they did sword and shield like if they were to release another mainline pokemon and like do another mess up like sword and shield you might lose a few people um, um some of the casual players i should say uh, because you know the pokemon fan players they're always going to be playing the the pokemon games as, as, as i said bro i'm just rambling at this point you know i'm just rambling but there's there's some there's some weight behind these rumors for the pokemon diamond and pearl remakes it'll be interesting to see what they what they actually put out this year it is their 25th anniversary. Shout out to Zelda with their 35th anniversary. This year is going to be jam-packed for Nintendo, man. I really do hope so. I hope they release some great games. I hope if they remake some of the games from Zelda, from Pokemon, I hope, I hope, I hope they're good. <laughs> because, damn, your boy needs a Zelda game, man. I am, I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. I'm starving. For a zelda game i am starving bro i finished age of calamity i did my review and i was like okay cool that was a little that was some good 30 35 hours what's next see nintendo's got me replaying breath of the wild for like the fifth time now but it is what it is um but yeah with that folks i've been true for any if you like this video if you like this podcast please make sure to like and subscribe to my youtube channel true Frenny. if you're listening on the go please make sure to follow um the the, the podcast on spotify just search for search and report our logo is a little game boy so you know that you're getting the best and latest gaming news weekly as you all know this podcast releases either on sundays or mondays each week i try to keep up but yo Nintendo news and Nintendo gaming news is just crazy every single week. But 
yes uh y'all let me know what you think if you're watching the video version down below in the comments about cd project red's video response to this whole fiasco to their response to this bombshell article from jason schreier in my opinion they're doing it terribly in my opinion they should just shut up and keep keep fixing the game because believe me we all want to move on we all want to move on to what's next <laughs> um what do you think of bowser's fury are you excited are you also excited about this new switch design are you gonna get it i already bought three switches no yeah i already bought three switches i got my my base switch i bought my girlfriend a, a switch light a pink coral uh switch light and uh i bought her the uh, animal crossing switch edition so as much as I want to get this Mario Switch edition, I don't know if I can I can uh um I can excuse it. I don't think if I can, I can really um convince myself to buy another Switch. <laughs> as 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 good as it looks. I just can't, man. Um what do you think of this new Pokémon Snap? Are you excited for it? I know I am. I'm super excited about it. I can't wait to, to take pictures of Pikachu. Can't wait to take pictures of uh uh, uh Squabble. Can't wait to take pictures of a uh, motherfucking motherfucking Wulu. Shout out to my main man Wulu. Um, are you excited about this new Indiana Jones and Star Wars open world games? I don't know if the Indiana Jones is going to be an open world game. I, I doubt it. I'm sure it's going to be like an Uncharted game. But yo, shout out to uh, uh, Lucasfilm's games, kind of like expanding their reach, um, ending their exclusivity with EA. Can only mean good things can only as i always say competition breeds amazing stuff for us gamers competition is always going to be good do not do not do not simp for monopolies <laughs> um what do you also are you looking forward to this resident evil direct what are you looking forward to this resident evil showcase i need to stop calling everything that is a video transmission a direct i am not a nintendo shill but if you're watching this nintendo sponsor your boy i'll stop cursing believe me i'll stop cursing uh <laughs> are you excited are you excited for this new resident evil village game are you what are you looking forward for this uh resident evil village game it is a first person resident evil game so they're testing new waters we'll see how that plays out for them and also what do you do you give any credence to this pokemon diamond and pro remakes rumor is it true are you looking forward to it do you hope it's true or what do you think the actual huge release for this year is going to be for pokemon um i don't know i just want to say i'm excited i'm excited i'm excited to see what pokemon does next i hope they learn their lesson from sword and shield and i hope they just put some more thought behind their pokemon games because jesus christ man shout out to pokemon <laughs> shout out to all my pokey fans um but with that i've been trafferny please take care of each other but most importantly, take care of yourself. Keep wearing a mask. We're so close, y'all. We're so close. The vaccine is here, y'all. Just, just, just keep being responsible for like three to four months, and we're almost there. Believe me, we're almost there. We'll, we'll be out there playing Pokemon Go, and in 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 no time. All right. But please take care of yourself. Most importantly, all right. Peace. See ya. Take care.